This episode of the Small Church Media Podcast is sponsored by Tithely. Tithely lets you set up an online giving platform that is easy for your church members and easy for you to manage on the back end. To set up your Tithely account is completely free and with the ability to have your church members cover their own online giving fees, you can be sure that you do not lose any amount of that donation every single transaction. To learn more about how Tithely can serve your church, head over to smallchurch.media forward slash Tithely. Today, we're going to be talking about the truth about social media. And all the Facebook groups I'm a part of, it seemed like social media, for obvious reasons, is the number one or number two conversation that is always happening. So we're going to start a brand new series all about social media. And today, we're starting with the truth about it and what it means for your church. You ready to talk about it? Let's get it. Well, what's good, everybody? Welcome to December, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. To be honest with you, it's really weird to be watching the World Cup right now when we should be getting ready for Santa Claus and baby Jesus and all things Christmas, but I am absolutely here for it. So if you are a soccer fan just like me, I hope you're enjoying the World Cup as well. USA got knocked out over the weekend, but that's all right. That's all right. It's going to be okay. Messi still has a chance to win. And if you're not a soccer fan, I did not just speak English to you, and you might be very, very confused about what is going on. But either way, we are not here to talk about the World Cup or soccer. We are here to talk about media and in relation to your church. I do want to remind you guys, though, that with Christmas season coming, I want to make sure you are ready to go for the Christmas season with all things media for your church. So make sure you head over to the free resource library where there are not just one, but two different um, Christmas series graphics promotional graphics. They also have the word Merry Christmas in this package for you to use for your social media. It's already, we're already well into Advent season. We are officially done with week two of the Advent season, but if you still want to get those Advent resources, those are also over there in the free resource library. But also in our audio library, go back to last November where we talked so much about how to make sure your church is ready to go for the Christmas season. We're not going to double down this Christmas season and go to two much more depth about what are various ways you can prepare for the Christmas season, because we did a lot of that work last year. We've already talked about it a lot already this year, but now we're going to move into a different conversation that maybe you have been wanting us to have here for a while. And to be honest with you, this is a conversation that I have been avoiding (laughs) here on the podcast, because to be honest with you, as much as I love social media, I also hate social media. And maybe you are just like me and you have that same battle and struggle that you have with social media. And of course, it all depends on what your age is as well and your demographic and where you live. Now, for me, I am, now let's just set the record straight. I am a 30-year-old millennial. I'm not in my 30s. I am 30. My dryer just went off. So if you hear that buzzer, that's not your dryer. That's my dryer. But I am a 30-year-old millennial who is officially going to be 31 in like two weeks. So feel free to send your boy happy birthday message. That would be awesome. But as much as I love social media, social media can honestly just suck the soul and life out of me. Maybe you've noticed this, but for the Small Church Media Podcast, we don't have a social media channel. 
I mean, I share it on my own personal Instagram, on my own personal Facebook, and inside different Facebook feeds. And honest to goodness, I rely on you guys, our small church community podcast, family, community, collective, group, whatever you want to call us to help me grow this podcast. Because here's the deal, okay? I can grind and push on social media so much, but it exhausts me. And I'll tell you why it does, the truth about that, and what maybe you, why you feel that for your own church as well. So I at least want to set the ground level of, I understand where you are at when it comes to promoting your church on social media, because I had to do that for my church for years. I've had to teach many other churches how to do it for years, and I had to run my own social media channels for my own platforms that I do for two different podcasts, plus my own personal work, and it's just exhausting. So I'm with you. I feel you, but we're going to get through this series together, maybe learn how to use social media better, and maybe take a little bit of the guilt off of you, all right? So today, we're gonna start with the truth about social media, and then in the next, who knows how many weeks, we're gonna hit a lot of different topics, such as, does my church need to be on social in general? And if so, which ones and how do you figure that out? What's different content you can create for different channels and does it actually have to be different? What platform should or what platforms should you tell your people to focus on? And then more than just that, how do you train your people on how to interact with your own church's social media? What are some easy social media content ideas for each platform? Honest thoughts, now that we're officially what we're gonna be in 2023 here in a little bit, about social media and how to move forward with that. And are there answers that are better for us to do than just sticking to social media. So to get started, when you generally go to a conference or a convention or a workshop or watch a webinar related to churches using media, you always, and underline, bold, capitalize, in the New Testament, instead of verily, verily, I'm going to say always, 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 you always hear that social media is the greatest mission field out there. Tom Rainer talks about it. Carrie Newoff talks about it. Craig Rochelle talks about it. Everybody says that social media is the greatest mission field of all time ever, and that's out there right now. Why? Because people all over the world are on social media. And in fact, people inside of your community live, breathe, and do most of their things right on their phones using social media. So when you hear me say this, saying that social media is the greatest mission field of all time, it's an untapped resource, if we're called to go out into the world to make disciples of all creatures, we gotta go where the people's at, they on social media. When you hear this, you might start thinking like, okay, so we need to make sure we're on Facebook and Instagram, maybe LinkedIn, maybe TikTok. We need to get some volunteers to post content in those places and start being digital missionaries for the gospel. That's normally the kind of mindset you take walking out of these conferences and seminars, because I know, because I've been a part of them for so many years, both as teaching and also sitting in this seat as well. But what often happens after you leave? You're super excited. You might post some content for a couple weeks. Ministry life clogs up all your day and your week and your time. Then all of a sudden you realize no one seems to be interacting with the posts you create, which makes you feel like you're wasting your time. You've asked some volunteers to help you out to take some load off your shoulders because you're bivocational. You got other things you got to do. You just can't be doing all this stuff on social media. So you ask for help, but they never seem to show up and post stuff. And when they do, it's awful. Then you start asking the questions, is social media even worth it? Then you quit. Then you go to the next year convention that your denomination puts in, puts on. You feel resolved to start again. Let's do it. You're super excited. You post content for a couple weeks. Ministry life clogs up your day. Wash, rinse, and repeat. 
Maybe over the last six years, you felt like you've been told that you must climb this mountain, this social media mountain, but every time you try, all you feel is discouraged, tired, confused, and maybe, maybe just a few more gray in your hair. Social media for small churches, I believe, is an entirely different beast than it is for large churches because of three different reasons, all right? So I believe that social media primarily for small churches, is a completely different beast for larger churches. And when I say small to large, I know there's different definitions for small and large, but I'm going to say a small church is generally two or three staff members or less, okay? So I'm thinking different for large churches because many times small churches are often run by either A, super small churches, bivocational pastors, or B, ministry staff that is already being stretched thin as it is, Number two, small churches cannot afford designers or church media companies, so generally we have to rely on our own abilities or volunteers, or let's be honest, the youth pastor. And number three is small churches don't have time to create online content because there is always, always, always bigger fires to put out in your church than simply just posting to Facebook. So we're going to start a new series here, like we've already talked about on the podcast, all about social media. And again, like I've already said, I've been set on this now for, for many, many, many months because social media is such a unique beast that seems impossible to master. So in this series, we're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly with social media with the goal of leaving you encouraged, giving you some strategies, giving you reasons why or you ready for this? Why not? You're on social media when people ask you why you do what you do. So today, we're going to be talking about four truths of social media and what it means for your church, okay? Four different truths of social media and what it means for your church. The first truth about social media, specifically going into 2023, is video is king. You got it? Video is king. Right now, TikTok is the largest social media platform out there. The Instagram CEO earlier this year announced that Instagram is going to be a video first, image second platform, even though Instagram was built on the backs of photos. Facebook now and Meta across the board is pushing reels and watch like never before. And YouTube is the second largest search platform out there, second to only, you guessed it, it's parent company, Google. So when we look at the landscape of all things social media, video is king. And not just video, but short form video for social media. And what's wild is long form, sometimes even educational stuff for YouTube. But at the end of the day, we need to understand going into 2023 that images are no longer in charge, but instead video is king. That is a truth of social media of, of that we just have to come to accept. The second truth about social media and what it means for your church is now social media is no longer just a, uh, for lack of a better word, everyone's on the same baseline, okay? If you are a company or a church or organization or what they call creator accounts or a personal, not a personal page, but a public corporate page, we are now playing in what's called a pay-to-play platform. Okay, so the second truth is we are now living in a pay-to-play platform. What does this mean? If you want to see your contact, contact, if you want to see your content be interacted with, you now have to pay money to make it happen, and not just little bits of money, 
Lots of bit of money to have a big impact. And now why is this? Why are we living in a pay-to-play platform? And that's because social media companies, you know, A, they they, they want to make millions. That's just a fact. But B, they actually say it's so that we you, they your own social media content wall will not be flooded with advertisements and business adventures because it's supposed to be a social network, not an ad network. So what does this mean for you and your church, Okay. When you post to your church's social media platforms, a tiny percentage of your followers will actually see whatever you post. When you post to your church's social media platforms, a tiny percentage of your followers will actually see what you post. Need some proof in the pudding? Here you go. I got three different proofs for you, all right? Elevation Church, okay? Whether you love them, you hate them, you agree, disagree, it does not matter. They are, let's be honest, one of the most influential churches out there, okay? Specifically by way of social media. On Instagram alone, they have 1.7 million followers, okay? 1.7 million, with an M, followers. Most of our church accounts, we're lucky to have like 68 followers, okay? They got 1.7 million followers. I was going through their, their their Instagram wall, which of course, you know, they have their stories, they have their reels, they have their videos, but I was looking at just the video, not just the videos, I'm sorry, just the images that they have posted on their Instagram because they still kind of go back and forth between image content that's shareable and reels as well. And in the most recent months, the most popular picture that they posted on their social media received 15,000 likes, which let's be honest, 15,000 likes, you and I would be doing backflips. I don't care how old you is. You'd be doing backflips if you got 15,000 likes on your Instagram post. But when you put that up against the stat of they have 15,000 likes on one of their photos, and let's be honest, a lot of their reels also only have between 10 to 40,000 views as well. When you put that up against their number of 1.7 million followers, that completely changes the mindset of how effective that post was. In case you are wondering, you ready for this fact? 15,000 likes for an Elevation Church Instagram post only counts for 0.8% of their followers. Not even 1%, not even 2%, heck, not even 10. It only accounts for 0.8% of their followers for them to get that 15,000 like mark on that image. Here's another example for you, right? Gospel Coalition. I'm going to combine this one into technically one. So, Gospel Coalition is number two and number three of our, our research here. Gospel Coalition on Facebook currently right now, data recording, has 372,000 followers. On their Facebook page, they generally only post blog posts that have been written on and for their website. One of their most recent, most popular posts has 317 likes or reactions, 13 comments, and 70 shares. You got that? Out of 372,000 followers, their most popular post in recent months only has 317 likes slash reactions, like, you know, the hard or the laughy or the mad, whatever, 13 comments and 70 shares. That's a terrible percentage when you put it, everything into perspective. And then when you move over to Instagram, which I love the Gospel Coalition's Instagram, they have 330,000 followers. But check this out. Their average post only gets between 1,000 and on the super high end, this is me being gracious, 6,000 likes, okay? 330,000 followers on Instagram. Average post gets between 1,000 and 6,000 likes, okay? So what does this mean for you and your church? If you only have 200 followers on Facebook or Instagram and the thing you posted just got four likes, 
you're actually doing better percentage-wise than the largest, one of the most influential churches in America, and one of the, if not the most popular conservative evangelical Protestant blog, because you have a 2% engagement, 200 followers, four likes, seems like a waste of time, but you actually have a better better ROI, return on investment of your posts. And why is this? It's because if you want people to see your content, if Elevation Church, which they do, wants to see their content, Gospel Coalition, if they want to push something forward, they know that they just can't share it and hope for the best. They got to put money behind it. So a truth that you need to understand for your social media is you are also pigeonholed into the same exact game that these multi-million dollar companies have or are part of, including like Pepsi, Coke, Starbucks, all these places, the bigger churches, bigger ministries, you are on the exact same playing field as them which means you are also in a pay-to-play space. Okay, so, so far we talked about two different truths about social media. One is videos king. Number two is that we are living in a pay-to-play universe. Let's just put it that way. And the third thing is social media is an entertainment-first business, okay? So this one should be a fact that social media is an entertainment-first business, Generally speaking, social media is purely a form of entertainment. Now, yes, there are some amazing accounts that create educational content, recipes, inspiration, but most social media is for entertainment purposes only. And if you aren't creating content that's entertaining, you won't be able to grow your following. Now, here's the question, okay? So how do you know if your content actually is entertaining people? Now, when I say entertaining, I'm not just saying dancing, but I'm saying people are wanting to come to it, interact with it, and do the thing because it's, let's be honest, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, they want to put content that they know you already find entertaining, that you already like, to constantly keep putting that in front of your face. So if your post is not being liked, if it's not being shared, if it's not being commented upon, if your following is not constantly growing, you already know that you're not playing by the rules that social media is supposed to be played by. You're not creating entertained entertainment content. Again, not dancing, backless, whatever, but content purely designed to have people look at, engage with, and find entertaining in whatever definition the space is, okay? So we're gonna move on from this one because this one, we can get stuck in the weeds a little bit. But so, so far, just to wrap it up, before we go into the fourth and final truth about social media is, remember, video is king. We're living in a pay-to-play platform universe. Social media is an entertainment-first business, but then the fourth truth that you need to understand about social media is that social media is important, but not essential. You got it? Social media is important, but it is not essential. A while back, I did a two-part episode on those, you know, small church essentials, and you may remember that I did not include social media on my list of the bare essentials for small church media. Now, why is that? Social media is a terrific tool to reach people, but here's the deal. If the rest of your systems and digital structures and processes are not in place, social media cannot serve its purpose. Okay, so here's where today's episode becomes an encouragement to you, all right? And this would lean into this point that social media is important but not essential, okay? First is, you do not need social media to make an impact in your community, okay? You do not have to have social media to make an impact in community because the goal of social media is to create relationship and connections to then bring into real life. And you can get just skip it and go right into people's life and still have an amazing impact in your community. Number two, you do not need to be on every single social media platform 
that's out there. In fact, one of my favorite uh, podcast hosting platforms, which you've heard about in the show, which fun fact, um, I actually just left this company and flipped to a different company. However, Buzzsprout, who was the primary host for our podcasting platform, hosted all of our audio files. We recently just switched to Podbean, fun fact. They just announced uh, a couple months ago that they were no longer creating content for Instagram. And when they were asked, well, why are you no longer making content for Instagram? They simply said, we are putting more eggs into the YouTube basket because that's where our audience seems to get the most traction and find them more help. So they are even know that just because you're on every single social media platform does not mean it's good for your business because the wider you spread on social media, the more time and influence and impact you can have in those different platforms. And they said, nope, we want to ditch YouTube or ditch Instagram. All that time we used to spend on Instagram, we're now going to shift and do all of that for YouTube. Okay, so here's another way of encouragement for you. So far, it's the fact of you don't need social media to make an impact. You don't need to be on every social media channels, but here's another one, okay? You do not need to put most of your digital efforts into social media to grow your church. We talked about in that previous episode that for me, the most important aspects that you need to have in place digitally is your website, Google business profile, and your church management software to be able to follow up with people. That's where, in my opinion, most of your energy and effort needs to go into your digital platforms, not social media, okay? And the last way that this today's episode can be an encouragement to you is you can use social media as a part of your strategy, but you need to give it a goal and a purpose. So you don't need to use social media. However, you can use it if you would like to in the different platforms that you find that works well for your church and not even just your church, but the community by which you find yourself a part of, but you need to give it a goal and a purpose, okay? So here's a question that I'm kind of been asking as I've been writing the show notes, okay? Where do we land the plane on this episode, all right? Where do we put a period to make us feel good about social media, all right? Here's where I think is a great place to end the show. You do not need to feel like you have to be on social media unless you want to be on social media. But if you decide to be on social media, make sure it's A, a platform that you actually enjoy, and B, you're prepared to make great content that lines up with both A, the way the platform has been created to be, and also create or that lines up with your ministry goals. And we're gonna talk about these goals in future episodes, but today, I just wanna let you know that social media is not an essential piece to growing your church. However, it can truly help your online presence and build credibility in your community. But remember, the truth about social media is the fact of if you are going to be on social media, you got to remember video is king. Your content will not be interacted with very much unless you start paying to play. Social media, the content you create also needs to have some sort of entertainment value. But remember, and this is the encouragement, that social media is important, but not essential. In the coming weeks, we're going to talk more about why that's the case, how you can develop goals and content and resources and not reinvent the wheel every single week to grow your social media presence. But today, we're going to land the plane right here and just say, these are the truths about social media. And here's my question. What are you going to do about it? Well, guys, that's it for another episode of the Small Church Media Podcast. Remember, if you have any question that you would love for me to answer on the show, I want to hear about it. Email me at hello at smallchurch.media, not .com, just hello at smallchurch.media with your question. I would love to answer it on the show. I'll even break up a series right 
right down the middle if I need to do that. So that way you're not waiting to get your get your question answered. So many of you guys have already asked me questions here on, on, on my email, and I've already been able to email you back and forth about some of the answers for them. And that's been a tremendous blessing for me, and I hope it's a tremendous blessing for you. I also hope that free resource library is a great blessing for you as well, such as the free downloadable PDF website audit. It's not a big inclusive one. It's not even a, uh, what's it's not like agency grade audit, okay? So don't expect it to be that. It's literally just a basic audit just for you to be able to do a little bit of work to make sure that your website is doing its job. There's also the free service series graphic course that I've created for you guys using Canva free that you can use for free as well as using free resources and elements as well to just make amazing sermon series graphics for your church. I hope you guys have a great rest of this week in December and come back. I don't know why I said December right there. That's really weird. (laughs) But either way, I hope you guys enjoy, at least for me, watching the rest of the World Cup. And we'll see you guys again next week, same time, same place, right here on the Small Church Media Podcast. Oh, and don't forget to share this with a friend. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.